Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Binge. My name is Mo. I'm a registered dietitian and behavioral training specialist. In every episode, I do my best to bring you closer to a life free of binge eating so you can live your best life physically, mentally, emotionally, and not worry about binging and all the problems it drags into your life. And today, we're going to be talking about the big S word, stress. If there's one thing everybody who struggles with binge eating has in common is that they're chronically stressed. So stressed out, it becomes a normal part of their life and a fundamental part of who they are. Now, I want you to remember what I just said because we're going to revisit it towards the end. Funny thing about the body is that it adapts to all situations, uh, positive, negative, good or bad, whether it's making you healthier or slowly killing you, it will adapt to it. This is, after all, what the body does best and has been doing for years. Of course, it doesn't mean everything works out in the end. Uh, Whatever your body adapts to will give you the quality of life and lead you right to your destiny. Now, having said that, I wanted to share a story about a little girl called Layla. Layla was a fun-loving, curious, and adventurous 10-year-old girl. She grew up in the countryside with lots of nature. There was the trees, the wildlife like squirrels, birds, raccoons, deer, and even snakes. The lakes that froze in the winter and the fields that bloomed in the spring and got muddy in the fall. She loved it all. Growing up, she always wondered what life outside the city was like. They had a TV, so she would watch the shows and movies and see the city life and kind of be curious and ask about it. Her parents were hardworking immigrants and wanted to offer her the best life possible. They both grew up in a less fortunate environment in a crowded city before they met each other and immigrated to Canada and decided to build their life in the countryside, away from the city life. They associate the city with poverty, health problems, and mean people. So every time Leila would ask about cities, they would say, Oh, you don't want to go there. The air is horrible, the people are mean, the streets are dirty. Over time, courageous Layla and adventurous slowly grew comfortable in the countryside and afraid of the city. On one occasion when she was 12, her school offered a trip to the city and she quickly rejected it, feigning illness. When Layla was 14, her parents had to travel to their original country because the mother's parents were dying and they wanted to be there for them. They didn't know how long they would stay there, so Layla had to move to the city with her aunt and uncle until her parents came back. Her aunt and uncle were very nice and quite well off. They lived in a beautiful condo downtown and gave Layla her own little room. Layla was terrified of moving there and her anxiety soared for days. In the first month of her life in the city, she found herself depressed, anxious, and had gained 20 pounds. Her lungs hurt from the air she was breathing and she bottled up and wouldn't talk to anybody, including her own cousins, who who she thought was a little bit mean. She longed for the city life to go away and for her life to return stress-free back in the countryside. One day she got ill and the doctors diagnosed her with asthma. Her lungs were getting weaker Um, The interesting part is that the city was one of the greenest cities in the world. Pollution was low and the people there were actually quite friendly. But Layla's body were responding as if she was isolated in a coal mine. This went on for a while until her parents came back and took her home. At 18, she refused to go to any university because they were all in cities, so she opted to stay at home with her parents. Her parents were right after all, she thought. The city is horrible. One day when she was 22 and watching an online documentary, she saw that the city she once stayed in with her aunt and uncle when her parents were were away had been voted the world's number one greenest, least polluted, and most desirable city to live in for the 10th year in a row. She watched the documentary, raved about the city's wonderful features, and right there, it suddenly hit her. Alright, I hope you enjoyed this little story. Uh, Believe it or not, everybody lives this story in one way or another. You see, we are all Layla in some way. We have all been fed a certain narrative or beliefs when we were young by people who are not perfect uh, but only trying to do their best as parents or caregivers, people who have their own struggles and haven't exactly figured it out all yet, and it is crucial to understand that it's okay. It's completely normal to experience that growing up. Where you are in your life is not uh, their fault, it's 
only your responsibility. In reality, it's nobody's fault. It's just your responsibility where you are right now. In this specific story, city to Layla is identical to stress to us. The city is just another place and while her parents might have had a negative experience with it, they managed to pass that on to Layla at a young age. Similarly, stress is stress. Unfortunately, we were taught that stress is bad because the people we learned from had a negative experience with stress and managed to pass it on to us. If you haven't figured it out yet, let me demonstrate. Psychologist Kelly McGonigal ran a study where she looked at people who died from stress and those who lived a long, healthy life with stress. What do you think the difference was? The number one answer I get to this question is the people who lived long, ex exercised, and ate healthy. While this is a great way to cope with stress, it isn't actually what the study found. The study found that the number one difference between people who died from stress and those who lived a long, healthy life is that the belief that stress is bad. Those who died from stress were found to believe that stress was bad for them, while those who lived a long, healthy life with stress believed that stress was okay and even good to experience. The reason why Layla's body reacted so negatively to the city, despite the city being green and perfectly healthy, was that she genuinely believed the city was bad for her. When you tell yourself something is bad over and over again and then expose your body to it, the body will react negatively to it. It doesn't know any better. You already set the condition saying it's bad, so automatically the body responds to it in a negative way. The study I mentioned earlier found that those who thought stress was bad had elevated cortisol, which is a stress hormone, while those who believed stress was okay for them had higher levels of oxytocin, which is also known as the cuddle or love hormone and actually helps us de-stress by connecting with others, by allowing us to connect with others who um, and counters our cortisol and lowers our cortisol. These two hormones oppose each other. When cortisol is high, oxytocin is low. When oxytocin, when oxytocin increases, cortisol decreases, which is why when we're stressed out, the best thing we can do is connect with others. It helps us naturally increase our oxytocin. But instead, what do we do when stressed nowadays? We shut down and stay in our heads. Nobody touch me, I'm stressed, I'm going through a bad period of time. This is the mantra that we unconsciously repeat for ourselves. And this actually blocks oxytocin production and allows cortisol to soar, which keeps us stressed way longer than we, we should be and puts us in a painful situation. Because truth is, nobody wants to be stuck in a bad situation. Now what happens next is different from everyone, but practically the same. We pleasure seek by finding ourselves binge eating or drinking or smoking or spending money on useless things or wasting hours on entertainment. This is our body's desperate attempt to escape the painful, stressful situation we're in. Because we label stress was bad and we associate it with pain, then obviously the body tries to seek other pleasures, immediate pleasures whenever we're highly stressed. The truth is, stress isn't bad for you. It's your body's normal way of preparing you for uncomfortable situations or an overwhelming period of time. One that requires you to be more focused and on full alert. That's what stress does for us. It puts us on full alert. And it does so by allowing us to just be a bit more kind of like on, on tensed up a little bit. It actually changes certain things to our breathing patterns and allows us to just kind of have like develop a little bit of tunnel vision. And that's what's required for us to be more focused and prepared. Instead, we see it as us panicking and being in a negative, negative situation. Remember at the beginning of the episode, I said if there's one thing everybody who struggles with binge eating has in common is that they are chronically stressed. I'm ready to change that now because the truth is if there's one thing everybody in this world has in common is that they experience stress. The difference lies in our relationship with stress and how we see it. If you're guaranteed to experience something, then make sure you believe of, your belief of it is good and healthy. That way you don't dread it and turn into something painful. 
because it's guaranteed to be experienced. Everybody who grows in life is going to be stressed at some period and, and some more than others. So then why have a negative relationship with stress? Once you do that, the question becomes, how can we cope with stress without stressing ourselves even more? Because we know that binge eating, drinking, smoking, or whatever unhealthy habits you have to cope with stress don't serve you and end up causing more unnecessary stress. Life offers you enough stress on its own, so there is absolutely no need to pile on more stress through our own actions. And I know you agree with me that to cope with stress by engaging in habits that cause us more stress absolutely makes no sense. But truth is, we're stuck in these cycles. And I want you to know it's completely okay. You're only human, but that can change because you just the way you picked up certain behaviors and beliefs that are not serving you, you can let them go, change these beliefs, and develop behaviors that are serving you. And that's exactly what I help people do in my program. So uh, this is, I hope you found the benefit uh, to what I was trying to relay today, that it is okay to be stressed. It is one thing that is guaranteed in life to be completely, uh, to experience stress. It is completely okay. Um, Stress is not bad. Uh, Try to see stress as your friend and make stress your friend. When we make stress our friend, then we're more likely to see it as something that is helping us prepare more for an overwhelming situation or a period of time where we need to be on full alert. Once that happens, then the body can respond stress to it in a health in the healthy way, such as allowing us to want to connect with others and want to share with others, which automatically helps us lower our stress. And we can also find other habits that we can cope with stress with, with that is healthier for us, as opposed to ones that just kind of cause more um, uh, more stress and more negative outcomes long term. So. Uh, I, I want you to know that, again, it's completely okay to be experiencing stress um, and, and to have a negative relationship with stress and to also have negative coping habits as well. It's super normal, but that can change. And this is exactly, again, what we do in my programs. If you don't already know, my signature program, Beyond the Binge, is currently 25% off during the pandemic. And in this program, we go on a journey with three to four other people struggling with binging and stress and build an amazing lifestyle together, one where we handle stress in a healthy way, change beliefs that don't serve us, and ultimately overcome binging once and for all. If you're interested in it, you can apply to it by scheduling an appointment with me from www.morezk.com slash apply. So that's www.morezk.com slash apply. So wherever you are right now on your journey with stress, start changing the narrative by saying stress is okay, stress is normal to experience, stress is your friend, and from there, find coping habits that will allow you to um, be healthier and handle that stress in a better way so that you can overcome the situation of your life that you're in right now and focus on the next one and this is how we can slowly experience stress like we're meant to experience it and then allow it to pass and decrease as opposed to live a life chronically stressed out because of certain habits that we are trapped in that are no longer serving us so i hope you enjoyed this episode and i look forward to seeing you in the next one